everybody, and welcome back to Who in Review, the show where friends yell over top of each other about a thing they love, that thing being Doctor Who. Today, we're going to be reviewing Series 11, Episode 5, The Saranga Conundrum, as we head towards Reese's Pieces. I'm Nick G, and with me here to review this episode are Nick Z. It's not a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn. He's a baby daddy. <laughs> Chloe. I'm also hungry for energy, but the energy is mostly caffeine. And Soph. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone else kept thinking that they were saying Reese's when they were talking about the planet that they were heading to. <laughs> I, I heard it as Reese's, like Reese's monkey. Oh. Which makes a lot of sense because the RH factor which is used to help determine blood type, which is important in pregnancy. See, it all ties back in together. Anyways, it comes from the Reese's Monkey. A very exciting episode for Chloe. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. But I assume it was spelt R-H-E-U-S-E-S. S-U-S. Probably. Do you have Tardis Wiki open? Not Reese's Pieces. (laughs) Uh Um. It's the planet that E.T. runs, and it's just one <laughs> Doesn't say. It also doesn't have the plot up here yet, so. There wasn't oh, really a wh- plot. Whoever's, <laughs> whoever's editing Tardis Wiki. Maybe, uh, maybe they have there. already added it. Yeah. The plot is, <laughs> there was no plot. That's Ouch. true. Yeah. We had an, we had an assort, assortment of wacky characters. It was sort of a bottle episode, but with a bunch of sets. I mean, I feel yeah. like they could have literally just moved those same walls around and called it a new set. Probably what they <laughs> it did. Was, it was a modular set. This set brought to you by mm. Ikea. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it had clean Swedish lines. Yeah, it was, <laughs> She's not wrong. So it, mm-hmm. it was your classic base under siege episode, except the base was a spaceship. True. Yeah. Well, and the siege was a fat baby. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> God. <laughs> Actually, two fat babies. Yeah, it's true. I thought for sure someone was gonna make like a, a tribble or like lemming or gremlins reference or something, but no, definitely like gremlins. Yeah, it was very gremliny. Yeah. Yep. So somebody got him wet. <laughs> what did What did everybody else think about the tang? I couldn't stop thinking of a nibbler. <laughs> yeah, he was very similar to a Niblonian. Yeah. It seemed like if he was a little cuter, it would have seemed like a very deliberate um, effort to make a plush toy. Similar to the adipose a few seasons yeah, ago. Yes, absolutely. Ugh. It, had, it had big eyes, which were cute, but everything else was not. Had a butt. <laughs> oh, now I know. Oh. And it's like I was looking at it, it's like, why does this remind me of something Stitch? From Lulu and Stitch. Oh hey. You got the little antenna and he like just <laughs> devours everything yeah. and it wasn't blue when he wasn't no. furry. He didn't have like that sort of koala face, but pretty darn close. Hmm. Yeah. There, there will still be a plush on the horizon oh, of the undoubtedly. Uh, like oh. The tang. oh oh probably. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at all. No. Until we saw the tang, I thought it was going to be the Tooth Fairies again. Placenza. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like... I mean, mean, they were in space. Mm -hmm. They're from space. They're from space. Mm -hmm. They seem to, like, fucking shit up. (laughs) 
This it, guy was fucking shit. It all makes It all ties sense. together. It all ties together. I think we're really trying to force an arc on this season. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's going to happen. I mean, they, they, they quite deliberately said at the beginning of it that there was going to be none. And we were like, okay, uh-huh. <laughs> we get you no arc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wink, Where? wink, nudge, nudge. But it, it's possible that there's no arc. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, Maybe no arc. the lack of arc is the arc. Did anybody feel like the doctor this time definitely had too many companions for this story? <laughs> yes. Please. Yes. Oh, they definitely had to get rid of the, the guys. They were just like, yeah, <laughs> you go over here and do that. Because we can't... We don't have another job for you to do. Um. Because we had the doctor teaming up with uh, Astos. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. she's alone, like, hanging out with this guy. And we have, like, three other companions they were just around. back back, back over there. But yeah. uh, that was because he was... Uh... Is this the first <sighs> we've hit of the body count this season? Ooh. I mean, Ooh. not including the first episode. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Did the spiders kill anybody? Yeah. Did they, they get those people? Yeah. The, yeah. Well, suffocation. Yeah, yeah they it did. Was certainly implied they were dead. Yeah. Nobody yeah. like they revived them. No, they did. This isn't. Yeah, this isn't quite the body count. I don't know. They could have been alive. Yeah. Mm. Like, like no, no. Like, there's definitely like spiders who paralyze their prey, but they aren't actually like dead yet. So, like, and I feel like we've actually seen that as a, as a trope. Lord of the Rings. Rings. Lord of the Rings, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, sure. that's what Shalab does. So, that's, like, that's it fantasy. is... Yeah, but, like, didn't... Okay. <laughs> Doctor Who is fantasy. Doctor Who is fantasy in <laughs> space. Yes, that's sci-fi <laughs> fantasy. It's not sci-fi. It's fantasy in space. It's science. <laughs> All right, fine. Yeah. But, so, like, it... Uh, yes, yeah. but maybe no. I don't want to, like, re-review the last episode, but, mm-hmm. like... Killed the big spider, and then they just cut away from the whole situation. Yeah, you don't know what else happened. Like, this is definitely the first, like, aside from Grace, like, the first confirmed, we are sad these people died deaths. Yeah. I was like, like, oh, they're not killing that guy. He's gonna go off in the pod, and the pod immediately explodes. Yeah. (laughs) He died. Nice knowing you. Yeah. I mean, just very, very briefly touching on this, the arachnids in the UK, uh conundrum mm. as it were in terms of body count <laughs> mm-hmm. um i would have figured that the uh the scientist that was still alive would have uh would have piped up about people being paralyzed if they were just paralyzed you know oh i mean That's didn't fair. they even like peel away some of the thing to be like yeah, you know yeah, who yeah. is this and like if they were still alive and like a little bit paralyzed it would kind of probably would have been like <laughs> but they no they didn't the- maybe <laughs> Well, like, even if not, the people that were there probably would have put more effort into trying to help them. That's yeah, Because yes. they just kind of saw them and I moved mean, on. As, I guess as far as more directly uh, explicit body count, mm. the yeah. arachnid is not, uh, not very forthcoming in that department. Mm-mm. No, they were kind of, like, moving along. Yeah. And this one, though, it uh, had an explosive impact on the story (laughs) he's like don't worry i've done this tons of times i know what i'm doing i'm like "Uh." (laughs) like she even kept saying he died (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, don't engage, don't engage. And what does he do? Wanders right on in. It's like, what happens? Like, rookie mistake. It's like, <laughs> I mean, he didn't, He, in his defense, he didn't engage. He didn't no. engage no. With, with the Patang. He was just trying no. to figure out what was going on. What was going on was that he did. Yeah. Yeah. Carolyn, what were you going to say? Oh, um, Avocado has his own uh, Wikipedia entry <laughs> now. <laughs> Little itty bitty Avocado. He was Maybe the I'll only uh, actor in this episode who was not credited in the end credits. Yeah. The baby. Yeah. I mean, I guess because it could have been a lifelike doll. There was really no need for it to be an actual baby. That's true. There are some yeah. like terrifyingly lifelike dolls on the market. <laughs> what? Maybe, what? maybe. What did he say? Was the was like the the Earth hero avocado, avocado toast avocado pear avocado, avocado pear. pear. Is that a thing? The avocado pear. No, it's oh, not a okay. thing. They're just they're just two fruits. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing, nothing yet. Because if it was, if it was avocado toast, mm. would have been, I would have, I would have immediately been like, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know where the pear comes from, but it, it could be. I don't know either. It's from the future. Maybe pears have a, have, have a moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it could be some sort of like reference to a future bit of culture, sort of along the lines of uh, of uh, Udo Tarus, Peach Boy. No, Momotaro's not. Momotaro's. Thank you. Momotaro's. Uh, yeah, from Japanese folklore. Oh, the fruit of an avocado is also called an avocado pear. Oh. Maybe that's a British thing, then, to call it an avocado pear. Did anyone find her uh, more vulnerable this episode? The doctor, you mean? Yes. Um, well, I mean, like, she was injured and, like, despite being hurt, kept going anyway. Yeah. It kind of came and went. It depended on... Whenever she was walking down a corridor, her side hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so that was actually something kind of funny I found, was the doctor clearly was, like, off balance. She's healing everything. Ryan, surprisingly not off balance for a guy who has medically di- like medically written <laughs> into the script balance issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it fixed him. Yeah. Oh the wow. Sonic Mind, it fixed him. Or the the seventh century. Did. Yeah, yeah. Healing healing <laughs> magic arts fixed him. Mm. I didn't want to. He can go right to ride that bike now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Next few episodes he's just riding a bike twenty four seven. I didn't want to be cynic- I didn't want to be cynical at the outset, but I remember being like, I wonder if they'll just uh, take and leave the dyspraxia as as the plot requires. <laughs> and it seems like that's what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, I liked that she she admitted that she was wrong at uh, when she was arguing with um, I believe it was Astos. it was Astos. Yeah. yeah, he was he was arguing with Astos, and then and then she realized she was in the wrong, and she admitted it and apologized. Yeah, I liked that. It kind of gives her more of a she, she's a flawed person, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just like everyone else. It's like, you and are it, being it, hostile, and it's like, you're right, I am. I'm sorry. And her, don't like being told what to do. <laughs> Obvi. Yeah. <laughs> Something that we kind of sort of touched on about, like, the sets. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a giant-ass spaceship. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe not giant-ass, because the little, I guess, map that showed the little critter running around the place didn't make it seem as big. 
but yeah. that means that their only patients were um, the doctor, Yaz, Ryan, um, Graham, and that um, dude who's pregnant, and then Ciceros. The, the Ciceros and their yeah. um, consort, I think she called them. The android. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So then, and then those two doctors, and that's it. Yeah. So, like, was this a ship that picks up more than just, like, two or three people? <laughs> I got the impression it was, like, on kind of a set route. Like, it's kind of a bus. Yeah. It sounds like, and whoever yeah. gets on, gets on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's... it had the possibility, or the potential for more, yeah. but yeah. wasn't needed to have more at the time. Yeah, they were being taken to a better medical... They were taken to the hospital. This is, a, this is an ambulance. Basically, yeah. 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 Um, and originally, I thought they found that bomb, and it went off. I thought the bomb... Like, like teleported them to there. Yeah, but I kind of got that but impression it just, too. They just got hurt, and then those people found them. And I didn't them. really yeah. get what uh, the bomb did. I, uh, I think it, it like concussive sound waves or some such. I think. I think they tried to explain it, but it wasn't very clear that it yeah. kind of screwed with their insides as well as like the area around them, and that's what kind of like <laughs> caused them to pass out. Yeah. Non non lethal damage. But like also potentially lethal? Uh, yes. Otherwise, like why would they need to be picked up by a hospital <laughs> bus? But like mainly yeah. disorienting, I guess. I guess. I mean they were out for right. four days. And well and right? they were talking about there being organ damage. Yeah. yeah. So potentially lethal. Yeah. It's Maybe just, just because of how close they were to the blast? It's just another EMP. Yeah, Chris Chibnall loves his EMPs and also loves exposition and being really proud about human history in a way that the doctor gets really excited about it, but is not in an interesting way. Like, like this whole, let's sit down and talk about particle accelerators for like two minutes. And, yeah. and just being excited, like the doctor being excited about it, but not really like doing anything. Did, it was just like, okay, class, listen it, up. It We're going to hear about particle <laughs> accelerators now. Didn't like add anything to it, really. Like, it, oh. like if it was half as long, it's still like it was meant to be a character moment because the doctor's mm-hmm. like, oh, I love it. I love it so much, but it didn't have to be as long as it was. <sighs> mm. <sighs> I think mm, I don't like Chris Chibnall, I think. <sighs> Ooh. Well, oh, you know what's a shame. I know, man. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I don't think he's doing the Doctor justice. Because he wrote this episode, right? He did, yeah. And I don't think his episodes have been very strong. Uh, I thought... Has I, he thought wrote, the, I thought the first two of the season were, were his, yeah. He didn't write yeah. Rosa. He didn't write Rosa. He, he no. has a co-credit on Rosa, but I think yes. that's... It was mostly Mallory Blackman, I think. Hmm. Yeah, it's, I think it was mostly him doing, like, little things here and there on Rosa, but... I mean, it makes sense that the first episode was going to probably be his best episode, because that's probably what he was yeah. bringing to the BBC and being like, look what I can do! Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's going to put all his effort into it, and I feel like it's been really weak since. I th- well, um, he's he's not writing, like, the next at least four, I think. I assume he's writing the finale of the season, but... <sighs> Uh, it's yeah. it's not him for a little bit. I think he's <laughs> like 
I get. I feel like he's excited about maybe the concept of the Doctor, or he's like excited to be writing for the Doctor. But it's kind of coming off as only mediocre fan fiction to me. Mm. The um... like when you like when you're reading fan fiction for a property that like you're really excited about and you're really familiar with, and you start reading one and you're like. Like, yeah, this person has a decent idea of what these characters are going to do, but, like, everything is very, very surface level, and it comes across very, like, it's transparent that this is, this is more what the writer is thinking and what the writer wants, as opposed to, like, this is a true character moment. I've never, I never mm. felt that more than during RTD. Oh, yeah, uh, RTD was also terrible with that. Like, I think but... he's... Mm. Based on the episodes we've seen so far, I think he's worse than Chibnall, but I agree with you. I think RTD... Yeah. See, I disagree. I feel like... And maybe this is like rose-colored glasses or like hindsight or whatever, or, or nostalgia glasses. But as much as I don't like RTD, and I don't, <laughs> in in general, I feel like RTD was better at writing entertaining episode than Chris Chibnall has been so far. I think I was more entertained by RTD's bad fanfiction writing than Chris <laughs> Chibnall's boring fanfiction writing. RTD Ooh. writes bigger. And, yeah. like, there's more going on. And you're right. When yes. when when Chibnall whiffs, it's boring. Mm-hmm. RTD was never boring, but sometimes it was, like, offensively bad, like Love and Monsters. <laughs> True. Yes. Did he write Love and Monsters? I'm uh. quite certain. We'll <laughs> <laughs> never speak I of that mean, episode again. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I kind of, I kind of agree. But like, with this episode, there was quite a bit going on. It just seemed kind of a little like, unbalanced, maybe. Mm. Well, I, I mean, mean how it seemed pro- very rushed, especially with the whole like Astos and um, and uh, Med- Medley. Mm-hmm. What was her name? Um, Wait. Medley. Madly. 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 Isn't Medley the name like, of the bird person girl in yes. Wind Waker? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> but like with Madly and Estos, it, se- it seemed like there was some kind of a history there, and like if I was writing the episode, mm-hmm. oh. there would have been like some scene with them on this voyage between the two of them, like you know that set up okay this hospital ship whatever set things up a little bit, but also set up the relationship as the cold open, and then after the commercial break, it would have been the Doctor and Co. looking through this stuff, find the Sonic Mine. Next commercial break. Then when we get back, sort of we get the start of the episode as it as it uh, was post opening. Mm-hmm. Just because it seemed like there was some kind of a history there. Otherwise, the whole like he's the only one who ever believed in me. Not even not even I believed in me. Mm-hmm. Just felt like that's the end of that on. story. <laughs> rushed. Well, it's just it seemed like there were at least three, maybe even four different things going on at once because you got the the two meds. Yep. Or, like, I guess maybe they studied together, or, like, he was the superior, like, she had, med yeah. thing. She just started, so kind of, like, she, mentor. Yeah, I got the yeah, mentor, yeah, and then, like... Yeah, that she's, like, his intern, basically. Yeah. And then you had the thing with the siblings, where, yeah. like, oh, you know, she's decorated, so, and, like, this, that, whatever. And then you had the dude that um, was kind of supposed to be a foil for Ryan, and, like, how his dad just kind of, like, yep. booked it. And then <laughs> you got the doctor and co., like, um, we need to get back to the TARDIS. I, I, th- I think um, that this, this episode had too many characters for one episode and not enough plot for one episode. 
Yeah. I mean, like what was basically like, there goes the TARDIS. Let's get back to the TARDIS. Like the the motivation was let's get back to the TARDIS. The plot yeah. was we now have this situation where we're kind of damned if we do, damned if we don't. Mm-hmm. We need to figure out quickly so we don't get exploded or eaten by this, this guy. Really weird guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um and that was the plot. And I agree that two episodes of this would not have been entertaining. It would have been kind of boring. But, mm. like, I could see a setting like this and characters like this done with, like, a movie length so you get to know them more. Done as, so done it's as more a two-parter? meaningful like, when it happens, yes. Done as our mid-season two-parter. Yes. I would have hated it even more. I know that. Absolutely. <laughs> because, because this, and you know what, you're right, though. This is, like, exactly the kind of plot that usually is one of the, these mid-season two-parters. Yeah. Like, uh, the Rebel Flesh. Or yeah. that one with the Silurians. Or yeah. Yeah. possibly or that one other the, one with the Silurians. The Fisher <laughs> King and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we, like having a mid-season base under siege is standard. typical. Yeah. Standard. Um, and so thank God this was only a single episode. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, like, how would they have even extended this? The guys having twins? <laughs> like, oh, my alien physiology is that now I'm having a second pregnancy because Ryan held hands with me briefly. To be continued. <laughs> You're my dad. You're my co-dad now. This oh, would have been great if there was one companion. God, I, yeah, I'm getting like, like less and less sure about this three companion situation. I, I, I like them all together, but like there was not enough for all of them to do here. Um, It's a shame. Yeah, because it is, it isn't the companions I have a problem with. It is... The writing. <laughs> it is the plotting. <laughs> and I didn't like how Yaz seemed to just be there to be like Support. like a balloon and something bad happens. <laughs> She's just like, like my body camera. Like CERN. Like the Red Cross. Like I'm remembering modern she day is, parallels. Yeah, she's she's mm-hmm. the viewer. She, she's... <laughs> In our present day. Yeah, in case you couldn't draw those parallels yourself, here's Yaz to tell you about him. All right, Did all right. she make a, like, a soccer reference, too? Cause, yeah, because yeah, she like punted the thing down the hallway. Yep. Okay. And then she's what? Hashtag soccer? We're going we're gonna to talk about know. that, and then we're going to talk about things we liked about this episode. But <laughs> okay. what, what was the point of her punting the monster? She didn't it didn't go in anywhere. It was just down <laughs> the hall. I guess it got a little further than if she threw it. What did she get it? Disoriented it, I guess. Because it was in that blanket. <laughs> like, why did she do that and then leave it? It's because like she couldn't make stun it. it. Stun it again. Keep kicking it's it. It's like the deadly did. Until you get to the airlock. That made zero sense to me. <laughs> The thing that made less sense to me was why she did it at all, as opposed to the perfectly good android who could have handled it no yeah. problem. Yeah. Because the doctor specifically leaves him there like, oh, you can touch that thing, you don't have to worry about it. And then he's yeah. like, here you go, human who can be damaged by this thing. Yeah. How yeah. about you go punt this guy down the hallway? <sighs> I have to say that android, bit of a drip. He doesn't have his personality chip installed. <laughs> Emotions chip. I mean, it wasn't like the worst Doctor Who episode I've ever seen. I just, but I, I feel just, like we keep just, saying that about this season. We're like, well, it's not the worst. 
I mean, uh-huh. it's that's true. It's not, but it's like, um, high high, high standards of Doctor Who fans. Um, I think people are going to be quoting that um, that one where the Doctor lists all the things she is a Doctor of for a while. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Starts <laughs> <laughs> with Lego. Lego. Of, yep. Uh, medicine, science, engineering, candy floss, Lego philosophy, music, problems, people, and hope, but mostly hope. <laughs> <sighs> that like that line is like just on the edge of like too cheesy for me. It's gonna be on a t-shirt. <laughs> it's gonna be on posters. It, it felt yeah. like it felt like a very like um like like modern Doctor Who thing to say. Yes, I could have seen pretty much any Doctor. I mean, maybe not like not the original ones necessarily but like any of the post reboot doctors saying that line pretty much yeah uh so Mm. it was a nice like actual doctor moment yeah Mm. um although it's still like pretty cheesy (laughs) dangerously so hey Mm, i'm on the edge of dangerously (laughs) cheesy possibly she's covered stuffed with it (laughs) Slightly unsafe, cheesy. <laughs> Doctor also rubbed her noses in how many times she's gotten to see Hamilton. Yep. Yeah, yeah geez, thanks. <laughs> All nine hundred different casts, I think she said. <laughs> yeah, only <Yeah>. nine hundred. <laughs> We're at what five or six right now? <laughs> well, so okay, so we had Graham hanging around, being yep. pithy. Yeah, being pithy, talking about that guy. Um, I met that I like Graham the best out of the the. <laughs> Companions. The, I don't want to like the white guy the best out of. Yeah, the he feels <laughs> he feels the most fully formed out of the three. Mm-hmm. It's because he's got like the most definite, not just motivation, but sort of the most definite backstory. I mean, there are so many questions that remain with Ryan, like what what was his relationship with his dad before his mom died? What what has it been since? Like he hasn't spoken to him for a year. But, like, the understanding is what? He's he's 20 or something? Where, you know, it's not really clear how he and his dad interacted and sort of what's going on there. And then Yaz has almost no background at all, except that she's got this this crazy family. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, so, so I, I think we're going to see Ryan's dad before the season's over. I'm still calling his yeah. dad is the is the master. That'd be great. <laughs> but like there's there's something Ryan's dad is an ood. Yeah. <laughs> there's something Ryan's going on there because the implication is that he left after Oh my god, yeah, his dad is Lucenza. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go go on there. The implication oh is that is that his dad left after Ryan's mother died. Yeah. He just mm-hmm. noped off. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. Ryan was I guess with his name. Yeah. Yeah, well, so maybe the implication is that the mom was like the stay-at-home parent, and maybe. he was working and like didn't have the means, or I guess maybe the mentality to take care of a kid, so foisted him off onto his mom, i.e., his nan, and then that's how he grew up. Mm-hmm. But like he kind of touched on it about like how you know he looks a lot like his mom, and maybe he couldn't handle it because when he was well, talking like- with Yas and him saying like you know I don't know. I could be a dad. I guess he was trying to, like, encourage him and be like, yeah, you totally could. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to be perfect. It's better for you to be there than not. I feel like that's still kind of shit encouragement. If this guy had already thought Mm -hmm. about, like, 
I am not prepared to be a dad. And then to have Ryan talk him into it and go like, no, man, you can be a dad. It's super easy. Me coming from my 20 year old perspective, (laughs) who's never had any responsibility for anything. We don't know what the adoption situation is like in this far off future. Mm. Maybe adopting is is like a really good and healthy thing for this child to go. I'm like, I'm mad about it. I feel like the doctor, I feel like Doctor Who like really mishandled a lot of things about this like pregnancy plot line. It was, it was kind of curious how, at least to my mind, if, um, if you switched the, the genders of everybody in the Mm -hmm. room during that pregnancy scene. Yeah. Just becomes like a stock token trophy. Pregnancy. I think that's what they were. Mm. I think that's what they were going for. I don't know why they were going for that, but I think that's what they were going for. The only justification for why they would go for that would be to show that they're trying to make it like not a big deal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it's the same. But yeah, that made it. I would. I think I would have been mad if they had handled a, like a a female pregnancy exactly the same way. Where like wouldn't have that mm. that have felt like really maybe not exploitative, but I feel like it would have left a bad taste if you had like a young mother who was like, I don't think I wanted. I don't think I want this baby. I'm not like, I'm not prepared to handle this baby. I'm going to give it up for adoption, and then like two female companions strong arm in and are like no you should should totally take this baby we're gonna peace out immediately after you have it and you have to deal with the rest of your life and the consequences but like no you'd be a great mom late yeah yeah problematic i think Mm -hmm. think it was extremely problematic and i was not a fan (laughs) i really feel it was a little bit like clue when the doctor walked into the room she's like okay you're wondering why I've called you all here. <laughs> there are just like a couple lines that made me think, maybe he's supposed to be, but like, I don't ultimately know. I don't think so. I just thought maybe it was going to go in that direction. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to beat this thing. And furthermore, I'll explain how it's all done. <laughs> or it could happen like this. <laughs> Did the Sonic screwdriver become okay again? Yeah. Okay. They rebooted. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm glad it didn't eat it right, right. It just sucked up the energy and spat it back out. Uh, I would have been, been fine with it. I was I was kind of disappointed by that and by the fact that um, they just get back to the TARDIS at the end of the episode. I was hoping that it would have started, like, this would have kicked off, not a big arc or anything like that, but just, like, a kind of casual two, maybe three-parter, where instead of being able to jump around in time and space... Doctor and the companions had to travel somewhat linearly to a point where they could recover the TARDIS. I'm gonna hitchhike. Yeah. Or like they wind up on Rhesus one and from there, you know, there's like a, a noirish episode where they find like the person who stole their TARDIS and then the next episode's maybe a little bit more of a high octane <laughs> high octane kind of action episode where they're tracking the person down and they get the TARDIS back and yeah. Mm. But that would require continuity. <laughs> yeah. So, Doctor, you can do continuity. Mm. There's like a, there's a continuous universe behind all these stories. They're just not um, necessarily telling one story. Like, yeah. So real, so real talk. Is there a post credit scene where they get back to the TARDIS? 
I didn't. Yeah, I was going to say. It. Yeah, because I didn't see it. Oh, so how do you know they got back to the TARDIS? Because next week's. So does anybody care? Oh, about the we, we actually didn't get a chance we didn't to see watch it this next time. Week's. Okay, okay. I only oh, know it. There... I only know it from the title and the brief description that I found while looking for this episode. No, so, okay, <laughs> so they. Okay, oh, that's fine. So they do. But so it, they do it does not take place in space or in the 67th century. I'll just say that. Okay. Ooh, I think I have okay. an idea which episode is next. Uh, but anyway. Okay. Um, but, I mean, there still could be some trying to get your way. Well, well, I enjoyed I enjoyed that yeah. at, the, at the beginning when they were just, like, teleporting to space mm-hmm. without the TARDIS. That was kind of exciting. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't do that yeah. again. No. That gets boring. It's like the uh, Tom Baker's first season is like that. They spend the whole season getting back to the TARDIS. Yeah. Um, I have to go through various permutations and travel in non-TARDIS ways. Mm. A bus. Yeah, bus. (laughs) (laughs) Encounter all the... Two-man bicycle. Yeah. (laughs) I thought thought the uh, space Wikipedia that they used was a little alarmist. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just yeah. run away just do not engage don't touch it don't look at it don't even think about it just go <laughs> I feel like we've seen similar space Wikipedia before yeah mm-hmm. um for for other villains yeah like highly dangerous incredibly dangerous do not what am I thinking of engage. right now mm. a little mm. short on on stuff that I want to say Oh, what was the little thingamajig called again? A patang? 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 Is it patang? It sounds like a bullet ricocheting off something. Why did they need it that? Why not? Because cute name. But it's supposed to be because it's cute. You would think that like it would like made that sound or something. Like usually when people name things, it's based on that. Would have been a little too jokey. It looks like the Vashta Narada don't say Vashta Narada. Vashti Narada, exactly I choose like you. We oh, God. It's exactly what we're saying with the avocado. It could be, like, it is super easy to just say that is what a indigenous species on another planet, maybe the planet where they came from, called mm-hmm. that thing. Yeah. yeah. So, like, and then, like, it spread out. So it could just be, that is what, what it sounds like to an alien race, and that's their yeah. word for it. It's like their onomatopoeia for what it sounds like. Mm. Yeah. Or the so, description of it. Yeah. So Nibbler Stitch here just wanted <laughs> to eat energy. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, for whatever reason, decided that Tarangalila, the ship or wherever the heck they're going, <laughs> I don't know names, okay? Yeah. That its hard drive, for, no, the the antimatter thing was yeah. what it was after, yeah. and yet it was eating everything sure. else first. Well, it might as well. It's got to have an appetizer yeah. or two. I mean, come on. But then, like, the doctor figured, okay, well, you know, the the system's saying, well, there's a thingy on the ship. It's like, no, no, also, don't worry about it. And, like, it did that three times. It's like, okay, well, you're clearly lying, so we're going to blow up the ship. And that's mm-hmm. just a feature ambulances of the future have? Yeah, to to uh, maintain well, quarantine, essentially. I guess. Okay, right. but then, like, she takes the bomb mm-hmm. and, like... Puts it in the, the, you know, the whole analogy of the, the mouse and the cheese and the yeah. whatever. And, like, it eats the ball. It explodes. Yeah. Its tummy's all glowy and it looks happy as it's yeah. Jefferson back into the yeah. space. It's like, oh, so I guess yeah. the reason the alarmist Wikipedia article was saying, it's like, you know, don't touch it because it's toxic and it eats anything. And, like, you can't even yeah. study it because it can't contain it because it eats everything. Feed it a bomb. Yeah. Well, it just had, Nobody like, had fed it a bomb before, I think. Yeah, it just, yeah. it just got such an insane amount of energy from the bomb. But it was 
for the first perhaps the first time ever sated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I will. I will say I did enjoy the uh, the thing between the Ciceros. No, oh, yeah, sibling rivalry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't even rivalry, really. It was just like. No, it's just the young being like a little was, shitty to each other. Was he the younger <laughs> well, brother, no. the engineer? Yeah. He was just like you know had that had that younger sibling chip on his shoulder, and it kind of lent itself to what their occupations were as well. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, living in her shadow, thought, kind of thing. I thought the the neuro neuro piloting was kind of neat, though we mm-hmm. didn't see. Again, I feel like that's a thing we've seen some like in other sci-fi type things before. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like <laughs> Eva. Piloting, I guess. Sort mm. of. Yeah, but they're actually in a cockpit. Well, sure, but I mean, like, there's still some sort of synchronization going on. And you're using your brain and the little cat ears. Yeah, yeah. yeah they didn't. They didn't. To move they didn't show show us any of it. No. No. Um, no. <laughs> oh no. And, and and when the doctor was like, <gasps> "You have pilot's heart," I was like, "What are the odds?" <laughs> hmm. I still, um, I wanted a little bit more exposition on like what exactly pilot's heart was it just seemed like this like excess of adrenaline around the heart which sounds insane and not like how how do you localize (laughs) adrenaline around the heart like is it is it in the endocardial sac is that what they're suggesting and and also how does it get there how that's not how adrenaline works and it was it was there's something about the way they were describing it that was annoying me (laughs) And I just wanted, like, maybe a little bit more. They needed an expert, and and they didn't bring one in for that. The what I thought was going to be so oh. weird was I think in in order for her to like avoid getting a surge of adrenaline, I thought she was just going to have to be like, <sighs> she's like. As a cup of tea, just like being very calm as she does it, which would be very anticlimactic. I think that would have been hilarious. <laughs> it would have been, it would have been funny, but it would have been anticlimactic. Break out the emergency chamomile. <laughs> Can you put on this? I, I think this, this maybe pilot's heart was the same thing that Jason Statham had in uh, Crank Two: High Voltage. <laughs> I was going to say Pacific oh, wow. Rim with the dude that piloted it by himself and was taking yeah. all these pills because it was too much of a strain on his system. Being a pilot and like the whole, ner- like, they're not just. You know, moving little joysticks is their freaking entire body, and like mm. it's hooked up to their brain and their systems, and like just be like sh- from doing that for so long for so many years probably caused strain, and that's hence the you know pilot's heart or whatever, and that's why that's why she can't afford to have any kind of excitement now. She has to retire into the hills, mm-hmm. and like no excitement for you, mm-hmm. not even any spicy food, <laughs> like, and that's why she kept taking the the inhibitors. The adrenaline blockers? Yeah. Yep. I oh, would have... If I was writing this, I would have cut out the whole... Like, I would have cut out the pregnant dude and Ryan and Graham. Mm-hmm. They would have gone somewhere else. See them mm-hmm. later. We have the doctor. We have Yaz. We don't have that plot line or that guy, the pregnant guy. Yep. Yeah. And we spend a little more time with everybody because everything felt a little half-assed. Mm-hmm. I felt yeah. like... The caginess of the the pilot and her android, it Did, felt like they were going to be the bad guys at the beginning. Yeah. Because they were making, like, a lot of very suspicious yeah. faces at each other. And they're like, mm-hmm. ooh, there's a thing that's broken in. And then they were like, ooh. I, I, I thought he was, like, trying to get just straight up, like, drugs or something. Like, 
was like illegal, shake her down like, a, like, like illegal drugs or something. No. But it was just yeah. adrenaline blockers. I mean, they they could have woven the stories together too, right? With the android mm-hmm. trying to capture the Batang to like make uh, the general a fortune, so that she could have all the adrenaline blockers she could ever need, sure. or something like that. Yeah. Since the android could actually touch the Batang without any risk. Can somebody explain mm-hmm. to me why the brother hated the android so much? I think just because he didn't have his personality chip in. Yeah, but he was just racist. Uh-huh. He was just, I don't know, an extension of extension of him being at odds with his sister, I think. I think yeah. so. Mm. Yeah. Where he's a great right. engineer, whereas his android consort it will come yeah. back. It just did parade. at the end. She dies. It's like, well, what's going to happen to you? You're just going to shut me down because I've fulfilled my use. It's like <laughs> I was, thought for sure he was going to be like, why don't you work for me? You know what? That's wasteful. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what about the environment? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, you, you, who cares about the environment? We have garbage planets. Oh God, <laughs> that's true. Just go. It's true though. <laughs> drop them off at a garbage. Planet. We could have spent more time at the garbage planets. That would have been. Some, they, <laughs> what, they why garbage... were they at the garbage planet? I didn't catch that in yeah. the beginning. They were looking for stuff. But they were, what were like, they looking stuff for? Stuff to repair the TARDIS. They they never get back to that, do they? No. Oh, no. The thing inventor invented a thing inventor. Okay. That's right. <laughs> Are we ready to, to rate this episode? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Did we talk about other things everybody likes? Kind of. Oh, well. It's not... Uh, Did I like anything? I mean, I, mean, no. I guess we'll, we'll summarize. Focused focused critique is just as good as, as saying positive things. I still of course. like this show. It's still my mm-hmm. favorite show. I mean, I'm not... <laughs> oh. Yeah. I'm not, Actually, oh, yeah. that does remind me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this episode kind of brought it back and sort of like kicked the question down the corridor of my mind like some sort of soccer superstar. <laughs> but hunting a patang. <laughs> <laughs> once once the patang showed up, I was I, I was kind of wondering, uh, G specifically, do you uh, still stand by your statement that this is the most mature Doctor Who has ever been this season? Oh man, yeah, that was. So long ago. You were so young then. As soon as I said that, the show kind of backpedaled. <laughs> right? Um, I feel like there were... Like, I feel like, again, like last week, there were there was a story in there mm-hmm. that would have fitted mm-hmm. this season better. Like, yeah. because the, the pilot, the general, like, does not overcome her condition and dies, mm-hmm. saving everyone. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we didn't... It didn't hit. It didn't land at all. No. It was just like, oh. Because there were too many plot lines. Even the brother taking yeah. over could have been, like, a much more emotional moment than it was, but it felt very weak to me. So, like, the, mm. there's a story in there to tell, but they didn't tell it. It was just kind of, they're too busy trying to just get their ducks in a row, and the plot oh, yeah. came afterwards. Um, I'm going to... You know what? I'll, I'll I'll come back to that statement at the end of the series, like yeah. series eleven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and we'll see. I'm not so feeling it's... as confident in it as I was when I said it. No, but uh, we'll we'll revisit it then. Yeah. All right. Um, but we'll go first to Carolyn. Ooh, How's I get your, to be first. How did you rate this episode? I feel bad. I okay. feel like we've talked all over you all episode, and I want to give you the <laughs> no. It's all to... good. It's all good. Um, there hasn't exactly been a very overwhelmingly positive reaction from this one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know. It it it's sitting around three pings for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> out of ten. Um, Whoa. It's it's it like like G said, it it was all over the place. Nothing got the attention that it needed. None of the serious moments got the attention it it really deserved. Mm-hmm. And um they trivialize certain things like the uh like Yas's uh decision on parenting, like Chloe mentioned. Um they trivialized that and it I mean there were a few cute things and there are definitely going to be t shirts and plushes from this episode oh, that yeah. that does not that that is definitely going to happen, but it wasn't as satisfying an episode as it could have been like very easily so there you go uh chloe so first of all i found out what that quote was reminding me of Ah. when they are um talking about the pating and it was like extremely dangerous avoid at all costs it's how to train your dragon Oh. oh yeah, yeah. When that when Hiccup is reading through the dragon, mm. how to train your dragon manual, mm. um, and he's going through them, and it, all all of them say extremely dangerous, kill on sight. Extremely dangerous, kill on sight. That's what it was reminding so, me of. So that was fun. So bam. So mm-hmm. instead, I would like to go watch How to Train Your Dragon because it is a good movie. Um, point is, I give this an exploded bomb on a hospital transport bus. This was a bomb of an episode for me. Ouch. It was like the kind of episode I don't like to begin with. Mm. And then it was poorly handled. I'm getting tired of Chris Chibnall's bullshit. I'm getting (laughs) tired of his telling, not showing. I'm getting tired of the doctor being... Like, I get like... I don't want every doctor to be the same. But... And I appreciate the Doctor being vulnerable sometimes, but I feel like we're getting too much of the Doctor being vulnerable and not enough of the Doctor being, like, capable and smart and a thousand or fifteen hundred years old and having all of this knowledge and capability. And I'm nervous for how this is going to look in the grand scheme of things because... You know, this is a big deal. This is the first time the Doctor has been a woman. And mm. it is not being handled well enough, I think. And I, I'm tired of the three companions. Like, I'm just... This episode made me very tired. Mm. And I... And, and maybe I'm putting more of my negativity on this episode in particular, but it's like just another another brick in the wall. <coughs> It's probably not as terrible as I'm making it sound as a standalone episode, but it's like an indicative episode of the series as it's been so far. And it's weak. Yeah. Yeah. Harsh judgments. Yeah. Soph. (sighs) Um. Okay. Thinking back on previous episodes that we watched, and like at the end of it being like, ah! I was like, oh, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> or like, in the end of this one, it's just like, well, that was a thing. They're just kind of like, nah. You'll be teleported back to that garbage planet after you talk to our inspector. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it just, it seemed so underwhelming. There was so much going on, and yet nothing was going on at all. 
Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> in the uh, Yossim uh, admitted that it was, you know, this one-time fling, unprotected sex, whatever, like, and the whole ham-fisting of, oh, you should totally keep it. It's like, well, should he? I don't know. Probably there not. That, there was like... It sounds like he was not ready to have that child. <laughs> no, it really wasn't. I mean, okay. I'm trying to think of something positive. Yeah. Like, what you did I like to. about it? <laughs> I like that the doctor wasn't just, you know, you know, we'll just try and jettison out of the, the thing. Like, we'll just get rid of it. He, she tried to figure out a way, like, what's its motivation? Everything mm-hmm. has some kind of motivation. Like, it's hungry, yeah. or it wants shelter, like, survival, whatever the case may be. Clearly, it wants something. And everyone seems to think that, oh, no, it's just a killing machine. It's like, no. It's after energy. Okay. That's what it wanted. And so she figured that, you know, this thing has a built-in bomb that's going to go off. I'm going to use that as bait for the thing. Hopefully this stupid thing will eat it. <laughs> Meaning that not only will it save us, it'll stop attacking us. And it worked. But, like, if that was the underlying plot of everything, did we really need all the other stuff? Like, I kind of agree with G. I feel like the, the dude with the pregnancy was completely unnecessary. You could have just had someone else on the bus that's like, well, I lost my leg. Like, because yeah. it was just an ambulance bus, right? I'd say remove that character, don't replace him. Huh. Well, just yeah, one even less character. yeah. Ugh, I don't know. The the sort of prayer that they said at the end, it's like, well, you know, a little hamfisted, but it was kind of yeah. sentimental. I mean, it gave some context to everybody saying, "Oh, my saints!" all the time. I was like, uh, "Is this like mm. a Britishism that like they forgot to write out of the script or something?" You know? <laughs> I feel like it no, was but, like you know the. What was the line, like, being taken from the darkness and brought into the light or some junk like that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's kind of like the Doctor's M.O., like, you know, being all hopeful and trying to find a silver lining kind of thing. Yeah, did, did a little bit of world building, maybe. Uh, maybe in the next series we'll have an arc involving something. Something. You but then, like, there are so many <laughs> questions, like, why is it even called the Tarunga Conundrum? Because mm-hmm. the name of the ship was yeah. Tarunga? And yep. the was conundrum it? was, how do we get rid of this thing without the ship blowing up? Yeah. Uh, I guess it's more catchy sorry, than... Sorry, I had an answer tank. for that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess? I don't know. But, like... The whole thing with, like, the the siblings. It's like, I understand what it's like to be overshadowed by, you know, your, your sibling who may or may not have been older or younger, whatever the case may be. Like... Uh, oh, she has a heart condition that she doesn't want to tell him about because she she doesn't want him to worry, but he finds out anyway. And, like, that sort of sentimental moment that they had where, like, she was thinking about what would happen if she would die and, like, the news getting to him and then her saying how she's glad that he's there. And he was literally supporting her, like, holding her shoulders. Mm-hmm. It, like, I, I appreciated the sentiment they were trying to go with, but it was just one layer of this cake where all of the layers were just bland. <laughs> like, there wasn't even any fondant or icing between. It was just like, great! It's more of the same stuff, and it's just kind of melding together. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's one of those episodes where, like, if you were to ask me about it later, it's like, what episode? Oh, the thing with the little stitch on the thing. So, yeah. Meh. Uh, yeah. Not one of my favorites. I'm gonna be honest. I appreciate what they were trying to do, but it fell flat in its face. Z. All right. Um, well, let me preface everything by saying I gotta give this one a thumbs down. 
Oh, yeah. Firm thumbs down for me. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's the, the, the sentiment. I guess that's yeah. what where your thumb's also pointing. I tried to be the, the optimist and be like, <laughs> it's in the middle because I have some good okay, stuff, but okay. then it's like, nah, it's, okay. it's down. Yeah. For me, it's down um, because it's it's kind of like lumpy gravy. Mm. You know, it's not very well mixed in. <laughs> Um, until... Depends on what wait, the lumps are. Do you mean the gravy or the Frank Zapp album? <laughs> the gravy. I, I legit wasn't sure which one you meant. <laughs> I, I mean the gravy. I mean, like, when okay. you add, like, cornstarch or flour to the gravy too late in the process to try to thicken it up, and you just right, get, like, so little I... globs of, of flour or cornstarch or whatever. Excuse um, me, I know you're not a gravy connoisseur. I know you've only had homemade... No, it's homemade stuffing, sorry, that you've only had yeah. once in your life, so never mind. Take it back. <laughs> <laughs> is, are, is there is there like secret i mean i've I've had good gravy with like a few little clumps in it before but i'm talking like i'm talking like gravy soup featuring like flour like flour un- unpleasantly flour. lumpy <laughs> yeah yeah um <laughs> because there were so many elements in the story and they they could have been related Maybe um, Eve Cicero and her android were trying to do something with Batang, and they they sent out some sort of signal to draw it there. Um, mm. Maybe if they're going for a very, very comedic episode, almost as bad as, as Love and Monsters, mm. maybe the Batang was was the, the other parent of Yasa's. Uh, <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> It's you. You came back for me. <laughs> there, were, then, there were ways. Then there would have been a better motivation to be like, you know what? We'll have this baby together. And then the tang just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> oh lord. There were ways that they could have, you know, tied things together a little bit more tightly. Um, but most of all, I mean, up until that, up. Given all that, I was still thinking, you know, okay, like it's tottering. My thumb's tottering in the middle whatever but no because until it was brought up they never got back to what they were doing on that junk planet in the first place no and maybe they're setting up like a future story maybe they're just setting up the doctor as like more of a fourth uh seventh doctor kind of like scatterbrains uh wild crazy adventurer but i mean it seemed like they were on that garbage planet for an important reason and I don't know. It feels and? more like she's the teacher of a field trip and it's like, all right, what's fun thing can we do today? It's like, let's go over here and we'll do this thing. Because yeah. she mentioned something that they had done before. Yep. She's it's like, yeah, that was great. But like, we've been here four hours. What exactly are we looking for? Is it even here? Yeah. Yeah. She's Still. definitely being written as a teacher and it's not, it's not good. I don't like it. Yeah. She's not in Miss Frizzle. Uh-huh. No. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just... It was a story that had potential, and I still enjoyed the the Ciceros, and not necessarily the rivalry there, but the the sibling uh, relationship and interaction there. I thought I thought mm-hmm. it was fairly touching. Mm. Um, but yeah, just didn't come together enough for me. Let's round it out here. I, I'm you know I'm gonna give it a thumbs down as well. There was mm. there was potential. But it was it was squandered. Just, there were too many moving parts that didn't move that much. Mm. I know it's been done in Doctor Who before. I maybe would have liked the monster if we barely saw it. Yes, maybe because it 
the, like how it was acting. We didn't even see it that much, but how it was acting was like, oh no, now it's eaten this part of the ship. You, mm-hmm. you didn't have to show it really. No. no. Um, I don't. I didn't like the design of it. <laughs> it looked a little goofy to me. <laughs> I'm telling you, it just reminded me of Stitch. Kind of like <laughs> even the like you know pitching things over its shoulder as you know devouring stuff. It was just that very was, cartoony. That was also goofy because they were like. It eats everything, and it was throwing stuff over its shoulder. Why was it throwing stuff over its shoulder? <laughs> I thought it ate everything. I think the implication is that it can eat anything. <laughs> Didn't have the right but sauces for those things. Yeah, yeah, a little honey mustard, you know. Also, I mean, one degree more specificity of it, vast it, it eats energy I would not have hated. Okay. There are many different kinds of energy. Yeah, Does it eat kinetic right. energy? Could you jump up and down and have it eat that? And just eat your legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Didn't we imply that it killed her crew too, or so, at some point because she had dealt with one? Uh, of them she's like, it took out my yes. entire fleet. Yeah. What she yeah. Said. So like, it probably killed her crew, but because it ate their ships. Yeah. Right. I, I imagine something like the like uh, Taz the Tasmanian Devil just like spinning around the ships, leaving, <laughs> leaving them bare. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's and just then, like. Pilot and then just leaves the, the pilot in a sitting down like position, and they go, yep. "Oh no!" And then they they fall. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and he leaves in a Tasmanian devil shaped <laughs> on the side of the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, we, are you listening? Episode, Give me gold here. Come uh-huh. on. If, it, if this episode had wanted to go hard comedy, there are ways to do that. Oh, it, totally. It chose yeah. not to. Yeah. But does Doctor Who ever really go hard comedy though? Oh, I feel like there's a couple episodes that are. Um, like is, intentional hard comedy. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I, mean, uh, I mean, one such example is Love and Monsters. Love and Monsters, was, I don't think, uh, was supposed to be as an intentionally comedic as it ended up being. I don't so, think so either. It was so bad. It's just bad, uh, yeah. But they even had like the Scooby-Doo thing with them running back and forth <laughs> between doors. I feel like there were a couple really goofy ones in uh, McCoy's era. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because um, he loves to mug. Yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyways. I anyway. saw the mm. I was saying. There are a couple good lines by the Doctor here. That's mm-hmm. kind of all we got. I... Being the, <laughs> you know what? No, I'm not going to say that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we had a bottle episode. I think we had too many um, characters, like like single episode characters, and we had too many companions specifically in this episode. I think we need to cut it down, focus in on a couple of stories. Like for a bottle episode, you don't need a lot. The bottle episode, the idea of the bottle episode is as it goes on, you learn more about the dynamics between everybody there, and you kind of did, but we just got a little bit of everyone, and it didn't. It didn't. Nothing had impact. No. Like like yeah. the general dying had no impact. No. Um, I didn't expect it either. I wasn't like, oh, she's totally dead. I didn't know it was going to happen, but it didn't seem to matter. I think I think when this is revisited, it'll it'll go from oh, a bad episode to a meh episode because it's not the current episode, mm-hmm. and, uh. and we will know what what has come next. Mm. But um, it feels like like there is a tightness and an intentionality to the first couple of episodes in this season that are not here. Mm. Yeah. And, no, it feels like they're wasting time. Yeah, and uh. we'll probably get probably get back to something cl- approximating that in the finale, 
because of the I hope so. because of the gravity of what the finale means. But I'm also excited to see um, like what the other writers bring because mm-hmm. we're getting four in a row with like that Chippel's not writing. So <laughs> it should be oh man, it should be interesting to see. But uh, no, I can't give this one a pass, unfortunately. No. So. That being said, next week we are going to be looking at another episode. Another episode. <laughs> what? Really? So just keep coming. But what is it uh, called? It is called "Demons of the Punjab." Right. That sounds racist. Yeah. Interest. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping it's not. I don't think Punjab itself is a racist term, but uh, no. If it was dervishes of the Punjab, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe we, we should see the preview after this uh, yeah. episode is over. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, so the only thing that remains is plugs. Z, what you got? Well, you know, as usual, you can find me over on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Zach. That is N-I-C-K-S-C-Z-A-C-H. You can also check out my translation of Beowulf over at bloggersbeowulf.com. Are you trying to drum up those pre-orders yet? Do you have a, you have not, a site for that? Not, not yet. Not yet. Okay. 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 I just want to make just wanna make sure you don't forget that when that <laughs> is going on with you, but I'm sure you won't. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, what you got? Um, well, Inktober's over. Oh, that right. reminds me. I should Let's probably do a compilation poster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Time for ink, Inkvember now. Inkvember. The Witch yeah. Show? November. Inkvember. Novembink. Inkvember. <laughs> Novembink. Novembink. Every second day. Yeah. Oh, God. One every week. Man, it was a struggle just to do one every day. <laughs> That's why That's I ended good. up, like, posting two characters at once. <laughs> You still want to post your post? Do you still want to plug your Instagram though? Yeah, I guess. Why not? Um, yeah. Sofa cushion art on Instagram. It's all one word. Uh, there's also a link to my deviant art, which I haven't touched in a while. I should probably you should go well. I said that yeah, last episode, should... which is how long ago? Post your Inktober's up on uh, deviant art. Mm-hmm. Hey. Create, no. create some artistic synergy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or Tumblr. Tumblr. Yeah. Oh, boy. oh, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Oh, crud. Um, <laughs> Too many platforms. <laughs> People like it. Carolyn, as far as we know, does not exist on the internet. Only on the I do podcast. not. <laughs> I, am, I am pretty private. She yeah. a ghost. What can I say? But uh, there, there, Is Carolyn even her real name? Who's to say? But, you don't know. <laughs> if, you, if you happen to be on the uh, on the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash thegoatvg, there is a chance that you will probably see her. Maybe. Maybe if you're lucky. <laughs> Maybe Evan just has like a really good um, hologram ring set up in his house. <laughs> to, to, to beam you in from the remote location that you exist in. Yeah. <laughs> from the bunker. I believe that. <laughs> that see, that would have been a better episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Wasn't that an episode uh. of Gravity Falls where they find a bunker and like there are a bunch of cans that have dates on them? I mean, I feel like that's an episode sort of, of many lost. things. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what you got? I got the same Instagram I haven't updated in a while. 
Maybe by the time this airs, you will have updated it. Nope. Probably right, not. Uh, Tune into the same pictures. It continues <laughs> to be normal wolf cosplay. It still has cosplay on it. But you'll be working on your costume soon. That should be good. I will. I could post a picture of like a bunch of faux leather that I got for pretty cheap at Fabricland. Mm-hmm. Instagram loves Ooh, faux la leather. La. Man, who doesn't love Whether in leather? jackets or just piles. Just a pile of faux leather. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's there. I think about posting on it a lot. And then I don't. Something to think about for everyone. Uh, <laughs> over Normal Wolf cosplay, maybe she gets enough likes on her, on the, whatever the last picture is. Um, what is the last picture? I probably think from like, the wedding. I think it's our engagement picture. Yeah. yeah. So you probably get more likes on that and Chloe will, will rush to... Uh, All that tells me is that people want to see her engagement pictures more. Take more pictures of... <laughs> yeah, the, the last picture is one of our engagement pictures. It's a good picture, so we'll go like it. Yeah. As for myself, I'm at Victory Lime on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm not catching up to the days I missed, but I'd learned that November beat is a thing. Ooh. So I'm going to be posting a beat. Hot beats. Hot beats every day. Every day in November, and if I can help it, past November. Um, so check that out. Um, new... Slight influx of new gear, so that should be happening soon. Keep an eye on that. Oh, at Victory Lime. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh, this is a Nixcast podcast, and if you want to catch up on, on what else the Nixcast is up to, go check out Fanthropological at Fanthropological.com. Nearly 100 episodes covering a different fandom every week with Z and I and our good friend Nick T. Anything coming up interesting this week? This week we're recording the episode about Alien. Alien slash Aliens, oh. the Alien franchise. That's in- and do you have a guest? Yes, we do. Cool, that's exciting. Yeah, it uh, should be good. I have I have beefs about the Alien franchise. Mm-hmm. Very semantic, petty ones. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for that. Um, that should be coming up. Our One Piece episode just came out on Friday mm. with uh, Greg Werner, the... Mm-hmm. Um, the, the English writer for One Piece. The official English writer uh-huh. for One Piece. So that was... Yeah, OnePiece.com one one or like One Piece yeah. News Network or something. So you want to find out how to get into that 20-year-long-running 20, uh, 20 anime, uh, go check out that, <laughs> that episode. Step one, take all your vacation time at once. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you have any feedback for us on the show, you can leave it at who at whoatthenextcast.com. We will read it and respond to it when you send it. Or... Um, who? Who? At thenextcast.com? At thenextcast.com. Who? It's very easy to remember. Because <laughs> you'll be like, who? And then you won't be able to remember. So you'll just write who at thenextcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, mm-hmm. until next time, when we cover Demons of the Punjab, um, have a great week, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Ciao, badass. <laughs>
now. Yep. 